What is up, Still Studians? Happy Monday here, August 23rd, 2022, and welcome to episode number 293 of the study session. I'm your grateful and appreciative host here, Jeremy Ritz, saying thank you, thank you, thank you for being a supporter of the Still Study, for listening, reading, and sharing my work with your family and friends. It truly does mean the world to me, so thank you for that. We are in, really, the last full week of August as the Steelers prepare for their final preseason contest against the Detroit Lions on Sunday at 4.30 p.m. That will be at Acroshore Stadium. I have to check myself and make sure I didn't say Heinz Field. But the Steelers will get their last bit of preparation before they cut their roster down to 53 men. They are cutting down to 80 tomorrow from 85. I'll have coverage of all that. But just wanted to spend some time today just talking more about the preseason contest against the Jaguars from Saturday. Had time to go through the tape a few more times and wanted to highlight some of my observations. And that's what I am going to do here today. Just want to do a quick note. Jim Wexel and I recorded episode number 34 of the Still City Insider podcast. And we were glad to welcome Steelers color analyst, former Steelers offensive lineman Craig Wolfley to the show. Craig really goes into detail about offensive line techniques, some of the challenges that the O-line is struggling with. It's a great episode. Make sure you check that out. It is linked in the show notes. So let's talk about it. Let's go into a bit more detail on the game against the Jaguars. And I'm just going to go, I'm going to start with the defensive side of the ball. I have an offensive bias in terms of my coverage of the Steelers. So I am going to start on the defensive side of the ball and just talk about some of those players who I felt stood out and some of the things that I noticed. But watching the game a few more times through, Mark Robinson really did shine. I was very impressed with his ability to read his keys, read the play, and then react quickly and make the tackle from his inside linebacker spot. Now, he definitely has a lot to learn. Only playing a linebacker for one year, It'll miss. Remember, he's a converted running back, but he brings a lot of heat to his tackles. And I was really encouraged by what I saw against the Jags. And he may have found himself onto that 53-man roster because on the flip side, Devin Bush still is not getting it done. He did hit the stat sheet finally with some tackles, but just looks disinterested in the game. And I've wrote about this too, that it seems that his athleticism, his speed, his lateral movement, which was all part of his success, his rookie year, all left with his ACL tear, which is highly unfortunate. But what made him a good player no longer being there, he doesn't have the read and react ability or the physicality to make up for it. So he struggled again. Miles Jack, on the other hand, looked looked aggressive. And really, I was encouraged by his performance against his former team. He was on the stat sheet for four total tackles, two solo. The The safeties played very well. Terrell Edmonds was up around the line of scrimmage playing the run, delivered some physical hits. DeMonte Casey looked solid. They had a three-safety look out there on the field. Uh, that was actually discussed on today's Still City Insider podcast with Buffley and Wexel. They're working all three of those safeties onto the field. Minka Fitzpatrick made his return, but was encouraged by the performance of the safeties. Buddy Johnson, I want to give him props for a special teams tackle that he made. 
he showed some value there. He hit the stat sheet for three more tackles. He had six last week, so he has nine tackles so far this preseason. Larry Ogunjobi in limited reps looked very explosive, and I was critical of the, the run defense right after the game, but the more I watched individual performances – especially Ogunjobi, there's a lot to be excited about and encouraged with him. And once he gets to play with Cameron Hayward and Tyson Alulu and that unit meshes together, they could be pretty solid. And on the flip side, Chris Wormley watched him. You know, he provided a lot of pressure last year on the defensive line, but in terms of his rush defense, it's not great. He's a liability in terms of, of run defense, but they're more than likely going to keep him on the roster to provide that pass rush. He, again, not so much a run defender, and that was on display against the Jaguars. Akella Witherspoon, encouraged by what I saw there. DeMarvin Leal, he's, he's a player that I did get to watch a few snaps. He looked explosive like he could hold the point of attack. And I think this kid has some upside. There were concerns about his ability to play the run strong, being that he was lighter. He did add some weight, and I felt like he sh shined, shined, shone, shined a bit against the Jaguars. Justin Lane, his interception, I've got him making the team now over James Pierre, his athleticism and his speed, and really just his pedigree make him a better option. Pierre to me, would be better suited on the practice squad because he just doesn't have the speed to hang with receivers. It was good to see, and I didn't mention this, the fact that Tyson Alulu was out there on the field, even though he wasn't out there for an extended period of time or didn't make any splash plays, the fact that he's out there and healthy and is getting reps is very encouraging and definitely a highlight, something that needs to be pointed out. So I wanted to give a shout out there to Tyson Alulu. And then Jannard Avery looked strong on the edge. He may have pushed himself into the third outside linebacker in the rotation ahead of Derek Tuska, Tuska being the fourth. And his low squatty build allows him to get underneath of the, the tackles there. He set the edge in the running game nicely. So nice performance there from Avery. So overall, there were some nice performances by the defense. Again, a long way to go. Please, please, please do not put T.J. Watt back into a preseason contest because every time you do, you risk him for injury. We saw what this defense is like without him. The Steelers cannot afford to not have him out on the field. So that'll be enough of that. Coach Tomlin, please don't put him back out there on the field. Tyler Vaughns, in watching the tape a little bit more, I'm impressed by this kid. Now, he's not an explosive, super fast receiver, but he has great body control. He looks bendy. He looks limber. He's got great mobility and he seems to catch everything that's thrown his way and he makes plays. So I hope that they can land him on the practice squad. They probably will be able to do that, but I'm really intrigued to see what he puts up against the Lions. And if he has another strong contest, could he challenge for the 53-man roster? Logic says no, being that Gunnar Olszewski and Steven Sims seem to be primed to make the, the roster, but I like what I see from Tyler Vaughn's. Connor Hayward had an okay game. He did drop a pass uh, on a two-point conversion play. It was overthrown, but I thought he had an opportunity to pull that in. So he had an okay outing. Miles Boykin showed up on special teams. Nice catch. He just looks slow. I don't 
see any way that he's going to make this roster, but did want to give him a shout out for what I saw with him on special teams in, in terms of his reception. You've, you've heard me criticize Benny Snell. I'm going to go back to it. One thing I left out in talking about the game yesterday, yeah, he did catch two passes for 15 yards and he had the touchdown, but he also dropped a pass that hit him directly in the hands where he had some space to run. On the flip side, my man Jalen Warren, three catches, 24 yards. He had, he was targeted three times. He caught every pass thrown his way. And even though he only had three yards rushing, he always seems to generate something positive in terms of the running game. He's got to be that number two. Really, really encouraged by what I see from Jalen Warren. Very excited about him. Steven Sims running that jet sweep. He had a carry for 11 yards. Outstanding. He He's got to make this roster. Uh, it's going to be tough because Olszewski is going to be there as well. But I'm very encouraged by what I've seen from Steven Sims. Mitch Trubisky, I did not give him enough props for his mobility that he showed off in this game. He was running for his life, but he moved around very well, was able to buy some time, was able to try and create some plays down the field. So want to give props to Trubisky for really just showing that the ability to move in the pocket and to open things up down the field. And then finally, I want to give a shout out to Tyler Sneed. Good to see him getting some receptions when he scored the touchdown. All of his teammates were going crazy, so you can tell that he's he's a uh, a teammate favorite. So good for Snead. Three catches, 17 yards, one touchdown. Now, that doesn't mean he's making the team. He's not going to. But I thought it, that it was exciting, the fact that he was able to catch a touchdown pass, have three receptions. So good work for him. And then finally, just hitting on... Kenny Pickett, again, what more can you say about the performance of this guy, especially at the end of the, the second quarter when there was not much time left, and he got it done. He led his team down there, and one touchdown pass was called back to Deontay Johnson because of a penalty, and what's he do? He throws a touchdown pass to Benny Snell. So very encouraged by Kenny. Again, I don't think he should be the starter week one, and I don't think that that's going to happen. Trubisky's the guy, but... As he continues to learn and grow when it is his opportunity to play, man, look out because he could potentially be something special. And studyings, that's going to do it here for today on this Monday, August 23rd, 2022. My gratitude and appreciation to you for being a supporter of The Still Study. Let's connect. We could do that one of three ways. You can comment directly on the articles at the bottom of the page. You can hit me up via email at thestillstudy at gmail.com or give me a follow on Twitter at stillstudy. Would love to connect with you. Don't forget about the podcast I do with Jim Wuxel over on his site, The Still City Insider. It is linked in the show notes. Don't forget that The Still Study is on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe and get daily updates to your feed. And don't forget about that donut button. If you don't know what it is, you're not listening, listen to the show. Anyway, guys, on this beautiful Monday, I hope you have a phenomenal, amazing, spectacular week. I love all of you. And remember, life is beautiful. Black and gold. Peace, everyone. Make it a great day.